Hey gang, this is Trent Chattaker, chiropractor and advocate for chiropractors who locate, analyze, and facilitate the correction of vertebral subluxation for the better expression of the body's innate intelligence. Welcome to today's tick, where each week we study a chiropractic principle, question, or chiropractor to help you acquire today's philosophy, science, and art of chiropractic. Thank you for investing your time with us as a student of chiropractic. Now let the class begin. R.W. Stevenson states in his 1927 chiropractic textbook, we began at a following period to study the spine from a mechanical point of view. Until this time, the only people who attempted to study the spine as a machine were osteopaths, although pathologically they still regarded man as chemistry and physics. We confined our observations of mechanical ideas to the spine, so much so that we brought out the knowledge of the kinematics of the spine both normal and abnormal, as to position, apposition, and subluxations. We then began the study of the pathological, traumatic, and anomalous conditions of the spine. At that time began the gathering of the osteological collection which we now possess. For the purpose of educating the theories then held and propagation of others, it became necessary that we know the human spine. That was the keynote of the study of causes of diseases of man. We studied spines of all characters, thousands of other bones that we might better reach a new thought or idea in progress. How well that has been done, you know, today. Hours, months, and years were spent in the study of dead bones to be able to give thoughts that may be taught in a few minutes yet it took years to reach the conclusions given in a few minutes. R.W. Stevenson. In today's tick, we're going to grow in our understanding of spinal function and specifically the state of function term tensegrity within the spine. And as you listen, make sure you share us with your friends, classmates, and colleagues, and feel free to tag us at today's tick. Now let the class begin. So tension plus integrity equals optimal spinal function and spinal tensegrity is the powerful concept that we are going to discuss today on today's episode and why that relates to visiting the chiropractor on a regular basis for optimal spinal integrity through optimal function within the body because of that optimal state of integrity or otherwise termed tensegrity. So tensegrity was coined by Buckminster Fuller, an American engineer, architect, and visionary who developed structures that functionally are based on a form of tension. One such invention was the geodesic dome, which is the only building that has no limiting dimensions due to the polyhedron elements that are structurally rigid which distributes stress throughout the structure, allowing it to withstand heavy loads of stress. Tensegrity is a merging of two words, tension plus integrity. And Buckminster Fuller noticed there can be integrity within certain structures, which relates to a balance of tension 
within that structure, specifically structures that are alive. You see, the common viewpoint of the spine, like we discussed on the last episode, is it's a vertical stack of bones, like a tower of blocks, with one supporting the stability of the next. This viewpoint of the spine does not account for the fact that the structures within the spine are not solitary, such as a skyscraper, and they have much mobility and functionality in the form of adapting to stress on a constant basis. And so there are bones that are stacked on top of each other. I don't disagree with that. I went to anatomy class and they do produce stability and they do protect the nerves. I don't disagree with that. But the point of last episode and the point of this episode is these bones are not taken in a state of continuous compression but rather a contraction and expansion of forces uh, that create that state of tensegrity. And so continuous compression is found within buildings where there are structural loads that are stabilized to withstand a given amount of force per square foot, and they can remain intact if other areas are affected or destabilized. For example, one area of square footage takes on too much snow during the winter that roof area may destabilize and collapse but there should still be stability within the rest of the building leaving the frame of the house and maybe even other parts of the roof intact that would be a compression a continuous compression force from the snow the spine does not take on compressive forces in a, in a similar framework that a roof or a home does, but rather it takes it in a framework of stability in a holistic tensegrity model, uh, not in the form of a block of bones taken on compression, but rather a network of fluid moving tissue and connective tissue and neurology and muscles and vertebrae that allow compression to take place from both the outside in and inside out. And it's more similar to a balloon, like mentioned on the previous episode. And this ability to take on forces and distribute those forces throughout the entire network of float and fulcrums uh, have the ability to contract and expand as forces are applied. So if we look at the spine from the viewpoint of taking on these compressive forces with floating fulcrum points, we could look at it very similar to inflating a balloon full of air as it relates to tensegrity. So let's discuss how a balloon and a spine share similar components in adaptability of forces. When you blow up the balloon, the rubber from the balloon expands due to the pressure from the inside air molecules pushing against it. And as that pressure from the inside pushes against the rubber balloon continuously throughout the entire area of rubber, it inflates into the shape of the balloon so too does external pressure or stress on the balloon from the outside in. If 
you push against the balloon on the outside, that pressure distributes throughout the entire balloon in a continuous manner, creating a distribution of balanced tension plus integrity on that rubber. It's compression plus expansion. This ability to distribute forces throughout the network of rubber makes balloons very stable against forces for resistance. So too does the spine distribute forces through a complex network of vertebrae, disc, connective tissue, and nerves, the vertimere. It allows compression and expansion to take place rather than a continuous compression like the roof and the snow. The spine could be compared to a balloon not in the manner of having uh, air inside of it and uh, molecules exerting forces from the outside in, although that could be a different episode for a different day, which is biological tensegrity, but rather from a functional mobility of tissue, a network of tissue supporting multiple angles of movement and degrees of freedom for the ability to withstand forces throughout the entire structure due to the tensegrity of forces being distributed and taken on heavy loads of stress. The spine takes in stress and destructive forces from the outside in and inside out and the ability to withstand these forces through a distribution of compression and expansion makes it a fulcrum point within the body for converting forces like discussed on the last episode. Just a reminder, Newton's third law states when one object exerts a force on a second object, the second object exerts an equal and opposite force on the first object. This law is taking place within the physiology of the spine at the fulcrum point of the vertimere. The vertimere is a physiologically constructed system or network of tissue formed for the function of taking on compression and converting forces into constructive energy for overall adaption through expansion, contraction and expansion. The practice of chiropractic and chiropractors focus on the spine due to this intimate relationship of the vertebrae, the disc, and the connective tissue and nerves. And this intimate relationship between all of that creates optimal states of integrity for the spine to adapt to daily stressors. Chiropractors utilize this and positively influence more normal function within the neurology and the vertimere to enhance overall well-being. So the tensegrity of the spine affects the function of the neurological system. The function of the neurological system is coordination of the trillions of cells throughout the body with information such as codes so that the physiology can work in a state of balance. And as Newton's third law states, when one object exerts a force on a second object, the second object exerts an equal and opposite force on the first. This law is taking place daily within the physiology of the spine through compression and expansion of forces. The efficiency for adaptation to these daily stressors require all parts to be functioning optimally. When any of the floating fulcrum levers of the spine, such as the vertebrae alignment or the connective tissue tension are out of balance, it creates more stress and more contraction on the whole spine. 
more stress and more contraction can lead to less expansion and less adaptation within the vertimere, which can result in what chiropractors focus on, which is vertebral subluxation. This cycle of stress load and adaptation or lack thereof, which can result in compensation or contraction, can be a subtle and unnoticed deviation away from wholeness. We've talked about this on previous episodes as well. Deviation away from wholeness and well-being is typically unnoticed and it typically takes a long period of time. So the ability to notice this change by you subjectively may go unnoticed, but the ability for a chiropractor to notice this deviation is his professional objective. The chiropractor has a tool that he uses to note this deviation, and that tool is palpation. Palpation is a very efficient and effective tool for picking up a change in tone, a change in tension, a change in alignment, bony structural alignment, a change in the ability for passive range of motion to take place within the spine. All of these objective indicators correlate with tensegrity within the spine. And tensegrity within the spine is the name of the game. You want to have adaptability similar to that balloon when the, when the forces or stress get thrown at you or thrown at the spine, you want to be able to contract and expand in dif different areas. And that's a holistic effect. It is not a continuous compression, compression effect. And so if this is a new term for you, I challenge you to stick around with us and continue to dive deeper into the philosophy, science, and art of chiropractic because this viewpoint of adaptation and visiting the chiropractor to promote a higher state of well-being is what we're passionate about. So we look forward to spending the next episode with you. I appreciate your time. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode as I did. Let me know what you enjoyed about it by tagging us at Today's Tick on social media. And if this is your first episode, please subscribe. Leave us a review. Reviews help us spread the message about chiropractic and the location, analysis, and correction of vertebral subluxation. Share this episode with your friends, classmates, and colleagues. Be a champion and send them this episode. As B.J. Palmer said, you never know how far-reaching something you think, say, or do today will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. As always, we like to end our episodes with the definition of chiropractic. Chiropractic is a healthcare discipline that recognizes the innate recuperative power of the body to heal itself through identifying and caring for vertebral subluxations due to the relationship between structure and function as coordinated by the neurological system and how that relationship affects the preservation and restoration of well-being.
this information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, mitigate, or prescribe the use of any technique as a form of treatment for any physical conditions, symptoms, or diseases. Directly consult with a qualified healthcare professional for any chiropractic or medical advice. In addition to the benefits of chiropractic care, one should also be aware of the existence of some risk. Risk associated with some chiropractic care may include soreness, musculoskeletal sprain, strain, and fracture. In addition, there have been reported cases of stroke associated with chiropractic care. Research and scientific evidence do not establish a cause and effect relationship between chiropractic care and the occurrence of stroke. Rather, studies indicate that people may be consulting chiropractors when they are in the early states of a stroke. In essence, there is a stroke or ID in process. However, you are being informed of this reported risk.